Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU's luck runs out against Gonzaga in Vegas. What's next for the Cougars? We'll get Spencer and Jeremy's reaction to BYU to the BYU lost. The boys will chime in from the Orleans Arena. Plus, Steve Cleveland joins us, and we play Big Deal, No Deal. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, live from Studio B, your hosts, Jason Shepard and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live, everybody. It's your day-to-day play-by-play right here in Studio B, presented, as always, by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today, Wednesday, March 7th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. My name is Jason Shepard. I am teamed up with the man who gets Flavor Flav's clocks when he's done wearing them, Brian Logan. Holler at your boy. That's actually my third cousin. I saw him. Really? Um... Yeah, I saw him, I think it was my senior year, um, at the court in Provo, actually. This is a legit real story. Flava Flay was hanging out in Provo? Yeah, we were both paying tickets, parking tickets. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. And you t- know who he's BFFs with? Who's that? Uh, ben Bagley, the uh, the producer of BYU Sports Nation. They're, like, tight. What? But nah. did you saw him. You Like, there was... You, how many times – I should have done a Flava Flav count how many times he was shown in the stands at the Orleans Arena. Oh, too many times. The, the best part about it is you could tell that, uh, that he was there to watch basketball. He's a yeah. big sports fan. But the two guys, his, his people, his entourage <laughs> on either side – they had no interest no, whatsoever no. to be there. They were checking phones. They were not interested one little bit in the game. I'm only here because he's paying me good. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pay for nothing. That's, uh, that's exactly right. All right, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU basketball lost in the West Coast Conference Tournament final to Gonzaga last night, 74-54. to Brian Logan, what is your reaction to last night's loss? You know what, man? Um, I can't even say I'm I'm sad or like disappointed. That's not even the word uh, to use. I'm 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 like I'm hopeful. I'm happy. I'm excited. Um, you know, obviously, it's not the outcome that you that you want. But I think when you look at the the, the how BYU uh, you know ended this season, kind of in my opinion, uh, going a little bit downwards. And then being able to hit the tournament, uh, you know, guns are blazing, and then be competitive. They were still competitive, you know, in, until what two, three minutes into the to, the first half. Um, and, and and this is the the best I've seen them play with passion. That's the most important thing to me, and what I always preach on is you know passion, the, your desire, your will, your effort. And because I saw that man, that gives me hope for everything. If you got, if I got passion from you, I can teach you anything. Bronco told me that. Bronco. <laughs> Bronco. Yes. I love how you dropped Bronco. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've ever done a show where you haven't mentioned Bronco, and I love it. I love Bronco, man. I love – He changed my life forever. Not because he just offered me a scholarship either. <laughs> like, here's my thoughts on, on the game last night. First of all, Yoli Childs was fantastic. Okay, Yoli Childs, and we'll get into more on Yoli coming up in a minute. He was brilliant. And like you said, this, this was a, a highly contested game for about the first 17 minutes of the first half. And then when you got towards the end of the half, that's when Gonzaga 
really put the pedal to the metal. And BYU struggled to shoot the ball for the rest of the game. Yeah. I mean, that, that was, it's just they, they couldn't shoot the ball. They talked about that afterwards. They just could not get the shots to fall. And when you're taking on a, the number six team in the country, which Gonzaga is, it's very difficult uh, to be able to beat them when you're struggling shooting and they get hot and go on a run like they did. From the point that it was 27-27, they, you know, like I said, they, it was all Gonzaga from that bye-bye. point on. <laughs> bye-bye after that. Following last night's game, head coach Dave Rose had this to say about this year's team. There's no questions, question at all that this team um, has improved and we continue to improve. And I think we're on a, we're on a, a, a trajectory to where um, we're going to get better and, and better. Jason, was the WCC tournament a success for BYU? Look, everyone's going to have their own interpretation or definition of what success is. Mm-hmm. For me, the WCC tournament was a success. And, I, and, and for those that it was you had to beat Gonzaga for it to be a success, then that's going to be your definition. Yeah. For me, and I'm going strictly on seeding, BYU went into the WCC tournament as the number three seed. They were supposed to win their first game against San Diego. They did. Check. They were not supposed to win their second game. According to the seeding, St. Mary's was supposed to win that game. That did not happen. Mm-hmm. BYU played probably its best game of the year and beat a very good and a ranked St. Mary's team. So for me, the fact that BYU was able to advance a game further than they were quote-unquote supposed to based on their seeding, absolutely that's a success for me. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it goes back to what it's I just, said earlier. You know, right? it's, like you said, yeah. you know, certainly you want to win it all, but yeah, I mean, it was successful for it, me. I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot easier and to say it was successful when you start you know, from the bottom. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you start when you start lower, you know, and here's another lesson from uh, another one of my mentors, Drake, uh, Drizzy Drake. Uh, you know, we started from Long the bottom, now we're here. Huh? So it's a lot easier, man. And, and I mean, you set the right expectations um, and you understand really where this team's at. And then they for them to exceed those, we're like, high five. You're supposed to give me a high five, Jason. Oh, yeah, sorry. High I five, high five. Like you know what I'm saying? So, so we're celebrating. Sorry. We're celebrating, man. All right, after, after the loss last night in the WCC tournament, a lot of fans were wondering, okay, well, what's next? What's next for BYU? Which actually brings us to our question of the day, which is how does BYU's run in the WCC tournament change your outlook for the postseason? I'll ask you that, Brian. I, I, I hate to keep saying the same thing over and over, but I have that much more hope, man. I have a lot more hope. And, um, you know, you, you see teams in all sports – they get hot, and then they don't finish well, right? And then you, you kind of go into either the postseason or even in the offseason. You're like, man, what's going to happen, right? Kind of like maybe with, 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 with BYU football um, at times. And so for, for me to, to kind of see them just kind of click and gel and, again, have that excitement, that passion, everybody playing together, um, you know, you have guys that are, um, you know, I, I, would, I would say as, as far as the overall confidence level. You know what I mean? So that as a as a as a fan or as an analyst, when I see confidence in players, and I'm going to be confident as well. And so I, I'm hopeful. And again, Jason, you're going to be mad at me for this, but when it comes to postseason play, man, I like the NIT. I do. I would rather go to the Wait, NIT than the even, than even the, if the, the NCAA dance. tournament is on the table. Like Facts. like you have Facts. a chance to go there. You're Facts. still choosing the NIT. Yep, I'll choose the NIT. I've, I've been saying this for a couple years now, man, and it's because I want to see the I want to see the guys play. I want to see them play instead of going out for going out at the first round. You know, if they can go to 
you know, a couple more rounds, maybe have a chance to play in the championship. How much more exciting is that going to be? No, it's it's great to be able to have. The goal is always to go to the NCAA. I mean, it's yeah. like it's like it's like teams in the pros. I mean, the goal is to always go to the postseason. Now, if it doesn't happen, then you make the best of the situation. But I mean, the goal is always in the in the coaches and the players even before the season said the number one goal for us is to go to the NCAA tournament. I'm so that's the selfish. way they. Are you being selfish? Here's no. Here's the way I look at this in terms of how the, how it fares for the postseason. The lasting memory for me for BYU in this in this conference tournament is going to be the win over St. Mary's. It is not going to be 100%. what happened last night. And so, because of what I saw out of BYU in the game against St. Mary's, my outlook is is bright for what BYU could do in the postseason. Holler at your boy. The WCC tournament, aka the Gonzaga Invitational, ended with Gonzaga winning their sixth straight tournament title. Is that good? It's pretty good, I think. It's pretty good. Yeah. Seven would be better, but um, does Gonzaga receive the national respect that they deserve? Um, I think they do. I mean, people in Spokane maybe you know, maybe feel differently. I mean, certainly when you're not in Can't a count major, them. Can't count them. when you're not in a major market, it's it's sometimes difficult to get the same type of attention. But yeah. this is a team number six in the country. Okay, so this is a team that's been climbing in the polls all year long. They've got good wins. People took notice of them. They were in the national championship game last year. There, this could very easily be another Final Four team for them. And here's the other thing: this is this is a program. If you're Mark Few, he's been there for I mean a long time. I mean a really long time. Forever. And people are always wondering why doesn't he go to a bigger program? Why does he need to go to a bigger program? I'm not going he nowhere. he has a a team that goes to the NCAA tournament every year. He's on a team that gets NBA caliber players year in and year out. He never he reloads every year. He gets a big time program in sort of a close knit community. Why in the world would he ever leave for this? I, I think they get the recognition and they deserve every bit of it because they're good. I, you know what? I don't think they get the recognition until they end up beating somebody. <laughs> you know, and, and then that team that they've beaten for the rest of the program, you know, history, they're going to remember them. Um, and I think that's just what happens when you play in, in smaller conferences. And you, it's not until you get into the tournament or get into the spotlight and then you make the most out of your opportunity, which clearly when you look at their stats and how uh, many appearances they have and how far they go, um, it's clear that. So, yeah. Yoli Childs was selected to the WCC All-Tournament team after averaging 25 points and seven rebounds in the three games. Brian, how would you describe Yoli Child's play over the last three games? Oh man, I mean, I would probably, I would probably think and say that he, you know, attended Ball So Hard University before he came to <laughs> Brigham Young University because that's what he did, man. Just he just balled out, and uh, this is type, this is the type of stuff that you want to see from your stars and from your athletes uh, uh, that are leaders um, and, and guys. I, I would say that can you know potentially play at the next level. They elevate their game when they're in big-time situations on big-time stages. And the, the guys that, that have played, you know, at a, at a certain level and everybody that stepped up during that tournament, man, they, they have a bright, bright future ahead of them. And at the end of the day, you want to have that mentality, that, that dog mentality, like I'm not going to lose. It's, it's lose or go home so, or, or, or win or go home. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to lose, right? I'm going to win. And I just love that. And now he can take that experience, all, all these guys, right? Take that experience and continue to build on it to get more and more confidence as their careers go on. Yoli was brilliant in all three games. As I mentioned, 25 points, seven rebounds, averaged close to two blocks a game. He was everywhere. And then he added 
the three-point shot. And I'm not not just adding it by taking the three. He added it by making, making it. the three. Making it. If, if Yoli's going to start hitting the three as consistent as we thought, as we saw, excuse me, Look out because that takes him to another level. And did you, he was did you see his brilliant. face after he was making him? Like, you guys are so disrespectful, not even coming and challenging I me. I tweeted like, out, I'm like, feel free to go ahead and leave Yoli wide open for like, a three. He'll you, make you pay. What are you doing? Oh, oh my seriously. gosh. Hey, right, but you, check this out. I got to stop because everything stops for football. Oh. Day two, spring ball. We know that everybody's looking at the quarterback position. What position are you looking at? Besides the quarterback position, I think the, the, the position I'm paying most attention to is probably the running backs. Mm. And I, good, I think that's – and I kind of go back to when we had A.J. Stewart on. He's the new running backs coach, and he was talking about the fact that he didn't even look at film from last year. He, he, didn't, he didn't bother with that because he didn't want to be biased by it. He wants to give all these guys a clean slate. And, and maybe not to the extent that we see with the quarterbacks in terms of the number of guys that are in line for, for, that, for that job, but – there are a lot of running backs. There's a lot of talented running backs that I'm kind of curious to see how Coach Stewart and Coach Grimes and you know, everybody on the offensive side, how they view and utilize this running back group. Because I think there's a lot of talent there. So that's yeah. probably where I'm focused on. I hope, ho- I'm, I'm with you there, man. I hopefully they can get uh, a little bit more faster this year as far as solidifying a starter and or the, rotate, uh, the, the rotators, right? Because, you know, I think, I think that was one of the, the things that, that Kalani said last year was, you know, there's so much talent. We wanted to give so many guys opportunities that, hey, we, uh, you know, we, we, we limited the actual game reps, which is, which is the quality reps. Me, I'm going to say linebackers, man, just because, uh, yeah, I mean, stop putting pressure on the DBs. <laughs> <laughs> our, question of the day, our question of the day is, how does BYU's run in the WCC tournament change your outlook for the postseason? Uh, first tweet. Uh, at uh, Shea Lawrence C. Not much. We're still playing young, not able to string several good games in a row. Good news is we won't run into an, anyone as good as Gonzaga. Holler. Coming up, BYU football is at the beginning of a long race. Is this a big deal? And up next, we will hear from Spencer and Jerem in Las Vegas. That's right, the guys joining us. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight is the season finale of Behind the Mic with Greg Rebell. Greg's guest will be Jimmer Fredette. Wow. Aaron Roderick and Kyle Collinsworth. Listen tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. Quite the guest list. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. You can follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN. Our question of the day. How does BYU's run in the WCC tournament change your outlook for the postseason? At 86 Wisconsin Coug. It depends on matchups, but if they can take the St. Mary's game and replicate it with good D and smooth flowing offense that can see a team making a nice run in the NIT. If they don't shoot well and don't play as a team, they could lose the opening game. That according to at uh, 86 Wisconsin Coug. And that kind of goes to what I was saying. I mean, the fact that we saw the, the St. Mary's game play out the way it did and BYU played as well as they did. That's my lasting memory from this tournament. Yeah. That's the game that, that makes me very hopeful for what BYU could do in the postseason. Well, that, that's, that's, that's the best that we've seen them play yeah. right, together. So, so we know that 
that can be done every single time. Now it's just about being consistent, right? It's consistency. You play at a high level at, a, at all the time. Right. Every, every single opportunity, every minute to the last second, go. While Brian and I were back here in Utah watching the conference tournament on our own TVs, Spencer and Jerem, they had a front row seat to all the action. And by the way, great work from not only those two, but everybody involved uh, with BYU TV Sports that's been in Vegas since the WCC tournament began. Spencer and Jerem had their thoughts on uh, last night's game. Here's their reaction. Thanks, Jason. For now, Jerem Jordan's hair is safe. Good enough to get BYU a win over St. Mary's. First win over St. Zaga in Vegas since they joined the West Coast Conference seven years ago. But the Zags take care of business tonight, 74-54, and go on at one point a 40-8 to run, Jerem. They seemingly could not miss to open up the second half. This is what I was afraid of a little bit, uh, that BYU wouldn't have much in the tank for this one. Elijah Bryant at the podium said there wasn't a loss of energy, just acknowledged that Gonzaga is really good. And, and I think that's lost on some people with this. No BYU ineptitude played a role into this as much as how good Gonzaga is as a program, in my opinion. They're fantastic. This is a coronation for them every year. All the Spokaneites that can't get into the kennel come down here. It's a celebration of Gonzaga hoops, a formality of sorts. One day, you know, someone's going to get them. St. Mary's did a couple years ago, but BYU did what it came here to do in this tournament, which I'll discuss more in a second, but 17 minutes in, it's a tie game. It looks like, okay, BYU's going blow to blow with Gonzaga. But then the run happens. It gets out of hand. BYU takes second. But ultimately, I think BYU accomplished what it came here to do, which was beat St. Mary's in the semis. This is the golden age of Gonzaga basketball. Yes. Talking about a team that in the last few years has been to the Elite Eight, the Sweet 16, the national championship game. And who knows where they go this year. I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the Elite Eight or back in the Final Four. Again, they are that good. So for BYU fans expecting the Cougars to beat a team like Gonzaga, that's asking a lot, especially coming off an emotional win over a top-20 team in St. Mary's. This tournament was a success for BYU because they did something they had never done before. I know the players have a different expectation, and the coaches, they come here to win but if you just take a step back, expecting BYU to beat that quality of a team in their home away from home, where they win every year, when they're at the top of their game is asking so much. This, this Gonzaga team embarrassed St. Mary's in Moraga. Okay? They're that good. They're just playing in another dimension. So, yeah, it's disappointing for BYU. If you talk to the players, they wanted to win that auto bid to the NCAA tournament. But I think it's a success. I leave here feeling BYU did some good things in Las Vegas. I do, too. And I know there are those uh, people who want BYU to challenge Gonzaga. There's only one team in the West that would challenge Gonzaga if it was in this league. It's Arizona. Everybody else in the West, Pac-12, nobody challenges Gonzaga in this league. They're really good. Now, with that said, what did I say at the beginning of the year for this? I love rhetorical questions. Uh, I'm going to answer it, though. You've said a lot of things, so... I said, Remind me where you're going with this. <laughs> I said this was a building year. No seniors. St. Mary's and Gonzaga are the top two, clearly. BYU did something we didn't think they'd do necessarily, which is beat St. Mary's in the semis. Now next year, BYU goes in as the number two. That was officially made clear last night when BYU beat St. Mary's. You have seniors. 
You have experience. You have championship game uh, experience now. You have a team that's beaten St. Mary's. You have a team that's beaten a ranked team on a neutral site. Now that team builds. Now you get a couple guys back from mission you throw into the mix. You throw in more of that experience. Now maybe you make a run at Gonzaga. What, beating Gonzaga one time here doesn't change the tide, but that's all BYU's asking for. Just get one. Get one here. But if you don't, be in an at-large position. BYU's done that eight times under Dave Rose. Lost, you know, across uh, a few streets here away, Thomas and Mack Center. Lost a championship game, but still been in an at-large position. Made NCAA tournaments. Won games. In fact, BYU made a Sweet 16 without winning a conference tournament. You can do these things if you have the National Player of the Year. Where are you? Come to BYU. But BYU, I think BYU's in a fine position. They go into the offseason knowing, okay, we beat St. Mary's. We're the number two team in this league, which is not a bad thing. In fact, it's a good thing. And you build from there. Does Nick Emery come back? Do Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant continue to grow? What role could Gavin Baxter, return missionary freshman from Tempe, play on this team? How much better will Dalton Nixon and uh, Zach Selyus and some of these guys get? TJ Haas, does he continue to grow? There's lots of talent on this team. Clear number two going into next year. BYU's 24-10. and 10. They'll be in the NIT. I think the only real question out there now is, did they put together enough in their resume to earn a home game? What do you think? I don't know. I, I see them as somewhere between a four and a six seed in the NIT. So if the NIT wants to sell tickets, then they'll probably give BYU four seed at home and uh, do it that way. But we'll see. BYU will play a good team in the NIT. This is the third consecutive year that Dave Rose has gone to the NIT, and I know that the expectation is get to the NCAA tournament, win the West Coast Conference. As you stated and as we stated before the season began, this probably wasn't the year to expect those things because it was a building year. In fact, you and I both said 23-9 and nine in the regular season or 23-8. and eight. They finished 24-10 and 10 right around that area. Uh, I don't think there's anything to be super disappointed about because they're still playing basketball. There's a chance they'll have a home game, and they beat St. Mary's in March. Let's talk about that for a second. The ultimate move here for BYU would be that St. Mary's doesn't make the NCAA tournament. <laughs> it would cost BYU money because every NCAA tournament team in your league, you get that spread among the 10 teams. So it wouldn't be good that way. But it would be awesome, right, if St. Mary's doesn't make the tournament and it was because BYU beat them in the semi. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, that would be the ultimate uh, diss on St. Mary's. Yeah. If, if that, I don't think that's going to happen. I think St. Mary's going to get into the tournament. I think they're in as well. But probably be Gonzaga as a 3-4 seed, St. Mary's around a, a 9 or a 10 seed. And guess what? Because BYU beat St. Mary's, I actually will root for the Gales. It's like, oh, yeah, well, we beat them, so it's, yeah. it's okay. I wanted St. Mary's to beat Arizona in the second round last year in Salt Lake. They were in Salt Lake, by the way. That was a funny uh, just coincidence, I guess. Now Gonzaga goes in, you root for them. I'm not sure BYU gets a home game in the NIT. In fact, I don't really care. A home game would be great. It was fun a couple years ago when Chase Fisher and Kyle Collinsworth and company were making that run in the NIT. It'd be cool for those guys to win three games and go to Madison Square Garden and be able to have that experience, rack up some wins, build toward next year. That'd all be great. Obviously, you want to make the NCAA tournament. You didn't win tonight. You're disappointed. I get to keep my hair, which is a great thing for everybody, <laughs> let's be honest. But I was ready to sacrifice what needed to be sacrificed hey. to get to the NCAA tournament, man. Your hair can only go so far, right? Right. It got a win over St. Mary's. And, and that's all we want. That, that's a positive step. You know, that's a big step for BYU to do that on a neutral site. Okay. Question. I, question. Oh, go ahead. I do want to reference something that Dave Rose brought up. Yeah. 
in the post-game conference following the loss to Gonzaga. BYU played most of the year with eight scholarship players. Injuries to, to Ryan Andrus and Braden Shaw and Dalton Nixon and Nick Emery. He had a, one of those scholarships, so he was off. You know. Now that's something that I had overlooked. You know, I know we have talked about it, but yeah, the, the, big deal. the majority of the season you play with eight scholarship players, it makes an impact on, on a team. They're, the personnel losses the last couple of years, Dave Rose said, admittedly have surprised us a bit. What if BYU has 13 scholarship players, and in the offseason they put in things to, okay, we feel like we can match up with St. Mary's. What if BYU tailors a little bit towards Gonzaga? Now that Landale and Hermanson and Nar are out of the league, what if BYU focuses on Gonzaga, and maybe they come up with a, a, a solution and a change that uh, affects this next year? That's the next step, and that's the exciting part about all of this is what does BYU look like next year? Because of the questions you brought up when we started uh, doing this recap. Nick Emery. Which is just that's Dave. He just walked by. Gavin Baxter. <laughs> yes, and there goes the head coach, Dave Rose. How will that all fit into year two of these new changes that BYU is entering into? Elijah Bryant, senior. Junior Yoli Childs. Yeah, this, this, this is an exciting future. Okay, before we send it back to Studio B, listen, the chair's got to be a certain height. Don't be moving stuff around, Brian. <laughs> We're watching, okay? Just th th that studio has a certain way of just don't mess it up, okay? And Brian, did you get a haircut? I'm not sure if you got a haircut. I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> Back to Studio B. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, I was. I did, <laughs> I did ask you, like, what, what did you think <laughs> about them taking a shot at your haircut the other day? <laughs> hey, Spencer, <laughs> do you have hair to cut? <laughs> okay, this is getting way. That was this, a good one. This is getting too personal. <laughs> Thanks to Spencer and Jerem. I love you, Spencer, <laughs> for their uh, for their insight. And uh, they basically echo what we've been saying, you know, the entire show. That's right, man. Obviously, you wanted to beat Gonzaga, but overall, absolutely a success in Vegas this week for BYU. Coming up, former coach Steve Cleveland will break down last night's game. Hey, and the guys were just talking about this, Spencer and Jerem. Jerem's hair is still there. Is that a big deal? We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Baseball's home opener is tomorrow night at Miller Park against Nebraska, Omaha. Listen to the Batcats on BYU Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern. Welcome back, sports friends. Jason Shepard right here. Brian Logan right there in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're also always on demand anytime anywhere. Let's check today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. Men's basketball falls to number six Gonzaga in the finals of the West Coast Conference Tournament. The final last night, 74-54. Yoli Childs led the Cougars with 20 points, eight rebounds, and three blocks. BYU now waits to see what postseason opportunities present themselves. Yoli Childs made the WCCL tournament team. Congrats. Also making the team with St. Mary's Jack Londale, Gonzaga's Killian Tilly, and Jonathan Williams, and LMU's uh, James Bateman. Uh, Killian Tilly was named to uh, or named the tournament MVP. He was so, uh, fantastic, hey, man. Especially I, shooting from three for the entire tournament. He's in a whole another world, man. Yeah, he was. Day two of BYU spring football is currently underway. You can watch post practice interviews on Facebook Live by going to BYU TV Sports Facebook page. All right, I'm ready for I'm ready for this one. Okay, for this bring one, it. Okay, okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. Freshman middle blocker 
Felipe de Brito Ferreira. Nicely done. <laughs> was named AVCA Player of the Week for Men's Volleyball Ferreira. Is that right? Yep. <laughs> Total 16 blocks in two matches last week versus eighth-ranked Pepperdine and third-ranked UCLA. It's all about the confidence. Just hey, say it confidently. It's just swag, you know. They don't even know. Nicely notice. done. Nicely done. <laughs> Speaking of with confidence, how about we play Big Deal, No Deal? Let's do it. Big Deal. No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal was presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. Number one, big deal, no deal. BYU losing to Gonzaga by twenty. Um, I'm say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say big deal, man. Just because you don't want to lose. Period. <laughs> as a, as an athlete, yeah, nobody goes in wanting I to mean, lose. Yeah, like I, like I know what everybody's saying, and Spencer and Jeremy, everybody, you guys, we all make good points, right? You know, as far as the expectations, but even as a fan and just sports in general. I, I expect my team to go to the national championship every single year. I, I do. I do. I want that, and I expect that. If they don't, then I expect them to make some changes. But am I going to be hard on them, or am I going to jump ship? No, I'm not. I'm going to be realistic and understand that, okay, we probably don't have pieces in place to you know win a national championship or whatever the case is, but I still expect that. Just like when I play Uno with my son, I'm winning. Racing your child's dreams. That's bro, awesome. If we race, if we race to the fr- to the car for the front seat, you will get tripped. <laughs> I'm winning so every you time. Play dirty. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Uh, I'm gonna say no deal, and I- I'm gonna say no deal simply because BYU was not expected to win that game. Not that they weren't capable of doing it, but they weren't expected to do it. So the fact that they lost, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I'm gonna say no deal just for that reason. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Yoli Childs being named to the all-tournament team. Big deal, man. Big deal. Uh, deserved it. I feel like, you know, took his game to, to another level when, when needed the most on a big stage. And more importantly, man, this is another uh, thing that he could put on his resume. You know what I mean? Just keep building the resume to, to have an opportunity to go play professional ball. And I say professional because there's so many different things that you can do after um, you know, basketball overseas, you know, uh, D leagues, et cetera. You look at Kyle Collinsworth and have an opportunity there. So good resume builder for, for Yoli. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for Yoli himself because of how well he played, but it's also a big deal for BYU because he was an absolute stud in those games in Las Vegas. As we mentioned, 25 points, seven rebounds, two blocks, shot very efficiently, and then Added, you know, nailing threes in fools' faces. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, and smiling, though. Like. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's a big deal. He was fantastic. All right, number three, big deal, no deal. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Jerem avoids having to shave his head. Big deal, uh, no deal, Brian. It's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. I want his head to be shaved. I want it to be a part of the shaving, actually. Really? You wanted to – see, Skylar Halford is the one that did it the last time. I could have plugged the cord in. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, look, man, um, I, 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 what I like about this, it kind of reminds me of um, the NFL Combine and, uh, you know, guys uh, – uh, what's, what's the, the – Rich, Rich Eisen, mm-hmm. right, running the 40, right? right? And, and it, it, it got so big to where now – you know, coaches are coming and uh, and donating. He he found a charity, and uh, it's it's much bigger than just something that is a, a joke or you know whatever the case is. So 
Um, I, I I really like that over the the last couple of years with the NFL Combine, and I think that's something that we could look forward to as BYU Sports Nation, just the community, and Jaron. So um, you know, as it continues to grow and get bigger, Jaron, you got to. Uh, you know, find a charity and make something bigger than what it is. Look, it, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for Jerem that he gets to keep his hair. Uh, I mean, look, not that he didn't, you know, he was, uh, he was a handsome young man yeah, when he, he shaved, his, yeah, he's shaved a, his head yeah. the last time. Yeah, he's a handsome young uh, man. But, yeah, I mean, it's a big deal. Nobody wants to, to lose their, you know, have to have their head shaved. He's so fine. He's fine. It's like what you said, man. He's a handsome young guy. When you, if you're a handsome young fella, it doesn't matter what hairstyle you have because your face is still, it's, it's still there. That's the most important thing. All right, like num- we're shaving his face. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, we're going to switch gears a little bit with this one. Big deal, no deal, Brian. Jeff Grimes, new offensive coordinator for the Cougars, saying that BYU is at the front end of a long race to decide who the quarterback will be. Uh, no deal. It's this spring, man. It's, <laughs> it's what, was it March what? March, March 7th. 7th, yes. That's a good number, 7. But, um, no, it's, it's too early, man. It's, it's Yeah, I mean, I, I think coaches really start to uh, you know have an idea going into – uh, fall camp, um, who at least ones are, one and two is going to be. Um, but but there's, there's spring ball is to literally just dust the cobwebs off and to get warmed up for fall camp. You know what I mean? So I don't think that they have a concern. I don't have a concern. Fans shouldn't have a concern. We just right now want to watch football without having anxiety or stress. Can you imagine that? That's what that we get. Beautiful thing. That's what we get with sprint. We don't watch. We don't watch the scoreboard. We don't watch the clock. Nothing. All. All we do is and hope and pray for every single play is nobody get hurts. That's it. Yeah. That's this it. is a. No, this is a no deal. This is what you would expect. On and this was day one when he said this. By the way, of spring football. Right. Day two going <laughs> on right now. Yeah. No deal. I mean, this is what you would expect. There's. There's a lot of time between now and the time when fall camp starts. There's a lot of time between now and when the first game is. No, this was not a throw to the countdown, by the way, as much as I would have liked to have had it. What are we doing the countdown? Uh, no, we're not, but I'm just saying uh, that would have been a perfect place for said yeah, countdown. Right, but yeah, this is what you would expect. There's a lot of time to be able to figure this out, and, and it gives the coaches an opportunity to get to know these guys, get to see what they do, and so, yeah, no deal on this one. All right, that was a big deal, no deal. As always, again, brought to you by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Our question of the day. How does BYU's run in the WCC tournament affect your hopes for the postseason? Uh, This one from at USU Coug 11. BYU will now have a chance to host a game or two in the NIT. They exceeded my reflections by beating St. Mary's, and I'm excited to keep watching them play. Coming up, what Cougar team is in Hawaii right now? First person to answer gets a shave. Jeremy's head. And Coach Cleveland joins us to break down the WCC tournament. Tourney, this is BYU Sports Nation. Big Deal No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Gymnastics hosts Penn State, Texas Women's University, and Utah State Friday night at the Smith Fieldhouse. You can watch the meet on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. Jason Shepard, Brian Logan, live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. You can watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern time. Our question of the day. How does BYU's run in the WCC tournament change your outlook for the postseason? 
this one coming in from at uh, Dave Jensen G. At the beginning of the year, this is what I expected. My expectations were raised after a great non-conference. The three non-St. Zaga losses were daggers. That according to uh, at Dave Jensen G. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, former BYU head coach and uh, our friend here at BYU TV, Steve Cleveland. Coach, thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Good to be with you. So what were your overall takeaways? Let's start big picture. What were your overall takeaways from BYU's week in Vegas and then specifically from last night's game? Well, I think there were a lot of positive things. Number one, they had to play a very, very strong USD team. I mean, San Diego had uh, had beaten them a week earlier, and uh, they played well to win that game. Obviously, uh, we're all aware of how well they played against St. Mary's. And that, I, I think really that was the benchmark for the year in terms of up to that point. I mean, winning that, that ball game um, really as a coaching staff and as players, that's something that they'd all look forward to. It's been, it's been a little bit long time coming, but uh, it was uh, as good as they played all year and they played with great confidence and uh, I think made it a really a positive week for the tournament. Obviously last night, 20, <laughs> for about 17 minutes, they went toe to toe, 27, 27 with 255 on the clock. Yoli and Tilly are battling it out inside. Uh, unfortunately, the second half, they, uh, you know, it just is amazing how the Zags just notched it up defensively. I mean, and, and, and this is, we'll talk maybe a little bit more about this, but the, the guard play, I mean, we know Tilly played great, but the guard play for Gonzaga was incredible the second half. And you go 38 to 28 to 71 42, that kind of pressure. Uh, and just imposing their will and contesting shots. They, the guards for Zaga took over. But that being said, even in a loss, I think there are a lot of positives that can be taken from the tournament for BYU and going forward into the postseason. Coach, at, at that mark when, when the game was tied 27-27 and, and you saw Gonzaga take it, you know, take it away, um, was there anything that you can think of that BYU could have done differently? Or is it just Gonzaga is just Gonzaga and they're that good and, uh, you know, you kind of just had to – you know, surrender to uh, the higher power? Well, you know, what happened at the, at the end of that game is they, they made a couple of tough shots, which helped them, but also just defensively, that's about the point in time where they took it to another level defensively and really got into the passing lanes. And really, if you look at the entire game, uh, the BYU guards, for the most part, locked up. I mean, Elijah Bryant uh, had 11 points on 5 of 14 shooting, uh, well below his average. Then you take the other four guards, Hawes, Hartnett, Cannon, and Celius, and really collectively as a group they shoot 28% from the floor and 7% from the three, whereas the Zag guards shot 40% from the floor, 37%, and outscored them by 17. So really it's the guard play, and, and it's not to say that Elijah Bryant hasn't been a, he had a huge year. He has, and uh, but, but the, the supporting cast of guards really struggled in this game, and it, it wasn't what they weren't playing hard or playing passionately and trying. I mean, there was none of that. I mean, there, there was great effort by BYU and by both teams. But the Zags, uh, the talent, and, and then you, you take talent with high energy and great execution defensively, and that's always going to win out. Well, and to your point, I mean, and this is kind of what we've been talking about on the show. I mean, last night's result was a direct result of – just how good Gonzaga is and not what BYU couldn't do. It was more about what Gonzaga was doing. With that in mind, how good do you think this team is? How far can they go in the NCAA tournament? Well, 
you know, they're, they're, they're definitely have an opportunity. I mean, I look at them as a Sweet 16, maybe an Elite 8 team, but I would not be surprised if they got back to the Final Four. And in a lot of it, you know, I mean, Philly plays at that level. I mean, this is a guy that wasn't first team <laughs> in this conference, and, and he dominated this week. They, if he plays at that level and he shoots the three ball like that consistently, and, I mean, he, he took threes like he'd been taking them all year, and he, he just – it was incredible for, for the whole week. And he plays at that level with the guard play, then the, the, they can get to the Final Four. They can get to an Elite Eight. I mean, there's no question in my mind about that. Coach Yelly Childs uh, was also named to the all-tournament team, also balled out all week. Um, what did you learn about him uh, after watching his play? Well, I've watched him for just kind of grow up throughout this process. And, and, and I really think the defining moment for every, any player is, is what you do on the biggest stage and uh, against great talent and for every, every game. And, and he stepped out. I mean, he, he was shooting a three ball, but he wasn't shooting. I mean, he was shooting a three ball from 22 and 23. Feet. Right. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and mind you, they weren't guarding him, you know, because they were going to probably in the game plan, let him have that shot. He can't beat us, <laughs> but uh, you know, San Diego and St. Mary's, uh, they're thinking of, they're going to rethink that game plan. And he only can't beat Gonzaga by himself. But the fact that he had so much confidence and, you know, he's such a, he's so athletic and he's such a quick jumper and his instincts are good around the basket. So his stock has gone up tremendously and has been a, become just a, the foundation of this team. So fun to watch. He's a great young man. He enjoys the game. And it's just been wonderful to see his development. Speaking of his development, where, where do you think he has progressed the most from the start of the season? Uh, decision making. There, there are times that that uh, you know his decision making, the timing of taking a perimeter shot, don't settle. There was there have been some times in games where he's just kind of settled, or when he gets the ball in the low post rather than drop stepping and and a hard dribble and getting to the rim, he settles for maybe a tw- ten foot jump hook. Those things I think over time he's gotten better at, and and you still see evidence of that a little bit. That's just kind of experience, uh, but he's way better defensively. Uh, he's he's not trying to block every shot, so yeah, his basketball IQ has gone up significantly this year, and it, and he's, he's more confident. So I, I think certainly he had you know he had a good year last year, but he much improved this year. Coach, what what are some of the things that you think he needs to focus on going into next year? Obviously, you know we've seen him take strides and uh, you know elevate his game, but as you know, as a coach and me as a player, you know we always want to get better. So you know, what what are some of the areas that you think uh, would really help him out coming back strong next season? Well, I, I think first of all, he he's really obviously has great strength. He's undersized, you know. I mean, at the next level, and he and even against uh, the highest Division One level, he's an undersized player, but he's so athletic and so explosive that. He's got a lot of confidence in his game. Uh, I, I think the catching the ball on at eight to ten foot from the basket, where he can turn and face up and operate, rather than always with his back to the basket, and working on that, that twelve to fifteen foot off the glass shot, and then and then continuing to work on the three ball. But then then the opportunity to become become a playmaker a little bit when you catch it at seventeen feet, and they now all of a sudden they start guarding him. His ability to to jab and, and take a step or two and come up and hit a little pull-up mid-range shot. Just make himself more versatile and, and then just keep taking care of his body and, and getting stronger and bigger in the upper body. So, I mean, those are some offensive things. Uh, you know, defensively, players get better as they practice every day and they, they start to understand the importance. And, I mean, I think that's the – I mean, when you think about Gonzaga 
and and yeah, they made shots and and they scored. But the one the reason they won that game is they just locked BYU up for about 15 minutes, and I mean they contested everything. I mean everything. Nobody, there was no separation any time a shot was taken, and uh, and I I think if, if there's one thing that BYU has taken some leaps and bounds in terms of improvement, it, it's defensively. They've got they are so much better than they were last year defensively, and and 100 percent improvement, and that's why they were where they were. And then I think offensively, certainly shot selection, ball movement, time and score decisions, those kinds of things, I think BYU is better too. So I, I think better BYU uh, really finished this. And the year's not over. They, they have basketball to be played. But I think up to this point, even with the loss of Gonzaga, this team made some significant strides forward. Some really positive things happened on the floor that everyone can see. And uh, it's noticeable. And even though... Gonzaga was a handful last night. This improved play has really helped them. I think everybody saw that's the reason they beat St. Mary's. They, they guarded and they took care of the ball and made good decisions and shot selection was pot, really good. The most likely destination coach for BYU is the NIT. Because of the nice run they had in Vegas, have your expectations changed for what is possible for BYU in the postseason? I think this, I think this group's excited to keep playing. And I, I think they know that this whole group comes back. Uh, I think you're going to see a little bit of a changing of the guard. I mean, St. Mary's is always going to be good. They're going to find players, but they're having significant losses to graduation, whereas this entire group comes back with additional recruits. Um, I think I think BYU replaces St. Mary's as, as a top two in this league going forward. And so I think the players know that. They know that they had a little taste of it. I remember my third year, and, 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 and it's a different situation in our rebuilding deal, but I remember going to, the, to Vegas and, Beating Utah, like they beat, I mean, St. Mary, I mean, Utah pounded us. I mean, we, we went there when Utah was really good in the Final Four team, and uh, we could not beat them, and then we beat them in the tournament. It was huge, just like BYU beating St. Mary's. And then we, then we ran into a really hot Vegas team and got blown out, but it prepared us for next year when we won the thing. And I think this loss, they look forward to being back in that championship game again next year. And number two, they look forward to the postseason because the postseason prepares them for next year. So, yeah, they, they more than likely will be in the NIT and probably be anywhere from a four to a six seed, depending on how things happen. But they'll, they'll have an opportunity to, to get better and to have more confidence. And you, you want to have a good taste. I mean, I know last year was tough when they had a tough loss against St. Mary's and a, a really tough loss at home against Arlington. But, but this year they're probably going to be on the road. Yeah. And a good chance they'll be on the road in the NIT. Getting another getting another win on the road, that would really I mean, either way it's gonna be a positive thing. Just keep playing well and know that you, you want to get right back to where they are this year. Back in that final next year and with another chance at it, a year older, more experienced, and now all of a sudden we're talking, you know, about going to the NC trade tournament through winning a WCC title. He is Steve Cleveland. Coach, thank you so much for the time. As always, great insight as usual, and I'm sure we'll talk to you next week. See you guys. Have a good week. Bye-bye. All right, there you go. Steve Cleveland on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I mean, just like he was talking about, this is a team that's excited to keep playing, and they're going to have an opportunity to keep playing. In all likelihood, it will be the NIT, and this is an opportunity for them to be able to string some more wins together and head into the offseason whenever that is, feeling pretty good. More games. Coming up next, it is the Cougar Whip Around. Lots to get to. It's next. This is BYU Sports Nation. 
BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, you may have heard of them, and Steve Cleveland. <laughs> if you miss any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. BYU falls to number six Gonzaga in the finals of the West Coast Conference Tournament. 74-54 last night in the Orleans Arena. Yoli Childs made the WCC All-Tournament team along with St. Mary's Jock Landale, who was obviously the player of the year in the conference. Gonzaga's Killian Tilly and Jonathan Williams and LMU's James Bateman. Football. Day two of BYU. Spring football is currently underway. Yay! You can watch post-practice interviews on Facebook Live by going to BYU TV Sports' Facebook page at 1.10 p.m. Eastern. Volleyball. Freshman middle blocker Felipe De Brito Ferreira was named AVCA nice. Player of the Week. High five. Ferreira totaled 16 blocks in two matches last week versus eighth-ranked Pepperdine and third-ranked UCLA. Softball. What you didn't know is that I switched these during the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Softball. <Speaky>. <laughs> Softball begins at six, <laughs> a six-game series in Honolulu today uh, with a doubleheader they take on Longwood at 6 p.m. Eastern and James Madison at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. You good job, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't even catch that. Very nice on you. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. How about giving the Rise and Shout to Yoli Childs? Yoli. The Yoli. guy was fantastic. Yoli. This week in Las Vegas. Hold up, man. He, he gives me hope in athletes again. <laughs> Our question of the day. How does BYU's run in the WCC tournament change your outlook for the postseason? Our elite tweet of the day. It tells me, one, Gonzaga is potentially going back to the Final Four. Two, St. Mary's likely isn't as good as projected. I don't buy that at all, by the way. Number three, BYU may be better than St. Mary's, yet will be going to the NIT. Number four, WCC likely doesn't get the respect it deserves. Nice. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand on BYUSN.com. The audio podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. You can check in to that. For Brian, I'm Jason. Shout out to Chris Collinsworth. And don't forget, coming up in just a few minutes on the Facebook Live page for BYU TV Sports, we've got post uh, interviews from BYU football. Back at it tomorrow, noon Eastern. This is BYU Sports Nation.